your host, Sharo. Uh, I'm here to host a session with my good friend, Leon Lee. Uh, hey. Dear friend. Yes, there he is. Uh, he is also in the same industry as me. We both work in the finance industry mm. and we're both uh, stuck at home for the past week or so. <laughs> Today, we're just going to explore some topics about the recent situation in Malaysia, especially with the quarantine situation uh, and also with the coronavirus effects on actually our industry and, and all industries, I guess, to the mm. whole country. So mm-hmm. there's going to be an economic stimulus tomorrow, so that all eyes will be on that. But also, uh, just give a bit, bit of background. Um, I think all the everyone's in everyone in Malaysia is work from home phenomenon right now, yeah, and both are working from home daily. So I'll just kick off with my opinion of saying that I think that this is something that was forced, but mm-hmm. I think. Um, people started adopting it as a new status quo because they realized that they actually can get stuff done even at home. So mm. I think that it's a phenomenon that's here to stay. But, you know, we just want to talk a bit a bit more on that. So, Leon, what do you think, man? What yeah. do you think about the work-from-home phenomenon? What do you think about people just not needing to go into the office anymore? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think... Um... It's, it's pretty positive for me so far. Uh, also with like friends who are working in like multiple industries, like in legal, in other departments in the bank and whatnot. Because, you know, when we first got the news that there was going to be a lockdown and then banks were still considered essential, right? So like we're both in banks and we're still, and we're thinking like, wait, do we still need to go to office? So that part was a bit blur. But after when it all got like shaken out and, you know, the bosses took charge and say, okay, you know what? You can operate from home. Uh, it's been pretty beneficial so far. I mean, this is like lockdown day nine, right? Um, so far, I actually feel more productive. Uh, I don't have to go through the bad traffic to KL every day. <laughs> I don't have to, you know, pay for parking. I don't have to know what to eat when I'm outside. I mean, so far, things I've been cooking at home. I mean, live with my parents, so... Yeah, those things are pretty good. Nah. Working from home is good, but the lockdown is hard. Lockdown yeah, is I, hard. Exactly. The, the, the part that everyone is complaining about is actually the lockdown. Yeah, man. After work. It's right. But now, I realize how important it is. <laughs> team. So I don't go partying every weeknight. Yeah. Nice dinner outside with your girlfriend or your family outside. Right. It's still something that we took for granted, I feel. But yeah, go on, go on. It's like so, social human interactions, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel the same, bro. Like, I, I, don't, I don't usually go out on Monday to Thursdays, but like Fridays and Sundays, I'm always out, like socializing, hanging out with friends, even just going to like a cafe and like just exchanging ideas, talking, like just really releasing. I think we took that for granted, like you said. So it's been a very teaching lesson. I think yesterday I was speaking to a friend and uh, she was saying like, um, take advantage of this solitude because it's a, like a form of like a blessing and you can reflect in life, uh, what you can actually achieve, what you plan to do in the future. I think this has been strangely positive. I mean, I got to applaud um, Malaysia's initiative because we're one of the first few ones, especially in uh, Southeast Asia to impose this lockdown. It's very drastic, but I think it's going to be beneficial for our country in the in the long term. 
Yeah, I, I definitely agree. In ASEAN, I think Singapore has not enforced the lockdown yet, but yeah. they just stopped gathering of more than 10 people. Right, I think that was just two days ago, right? I think Singapore imposed like a, like a partial yeah. lockdown. Yeah. So I think uh, they're a bit late, but that being mm-hmm. said, they actually are easier to contain like, given how small the country is. Right, right. right. So, but okay, so talking about positives from this... Um, control all the situation yeah uh, what are the main positives for you oh uh you mean you mean the control not working from home yeah. right uh, <laughs> the no. control basically the lockdown yeah i mean if you go by the theory about how this so-called 14 days but now extended to 28 days is supposed to find out this group b people right who were unintentionally affected by the people who were directly contacted because you know like touch wood but you know you and i could actually be possible carriers it's just that the symptoms don't actually show until like 14 days that's what they say so this this whole time period is supposed to filter out those people treat them and then everything's great i mean just found out that my cousin who's a doctor just got sent to the front line uh in kata or something like that so i as i understand the situation in hospitals is is, is pretty like pretty bad. There's a lot of cases that they have a lot of people to treat. Um, but you know, all in all, I hope this is going to be beneficial for us because once we clear out theoretically the last person who's infected and we control the border, uh, not many people can come in or at least uh, we filter out those who are okay to come back to Malaysia, stuff like that. Then at least our country can progress from then on. I mean, now we're in this market crash, right? And it's a lot to do with the coronavirus. So if we are one of the first few ones to come clean from it, I think we might even be one of the first few ones to rebound in terms of the, the market. Yeah, I, I, I agree with your point. Mm-hmm. I think the positive is that we are able to contain it quicker and hopefully rebound quicker. Yeah. But um, so talking about the market as mm-hmm. well and, and which industries do you think Uh, will actually benefit from this culture of, you know, staying home, working from home. Yeah. Do you have any any names that doesn't have to be publicly traded, yeah. but just just generally industries that you think yeah. will benefit? I think the number one would be food delivery services, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I always thought that that would be one of those that would thrive, but I think nowadays, you know, I think you've seen those uh, videos that were. Being viral, like those grab, grab some grab drivers who are like spitting into the food or you know doing some really dodgy stuff, and this kind of um, persuaded people indirectly to not order food delivery as much. You know, instead they will go and buy like a bulk of groceries. And thank God the grocers are like kind of stocked nowadays. I mean, the first day before lockdown, I still remember like it was completely, completely messy and crowded and people were just fighting for stuff. So I think retailers would be okay as well. I mean, you see all those grocers nowadays, everyone's stocked up like tissues and whatnot. Um, retailers, food delivery, what else? Uh, what, what do you think? What do you think? Yeah. Um, These online um, platforms like Zoom. Oh, stuff, yeah. I think you'll see a huge spike in user growth as oh, well. But yeah. in Malaysia, I don't think you've got any companies that that do that oh, yeah, yeah. i think in the us like zoom skype even slack which is an app that think mm. allows everyone to um, co-work together virtually yeah yeah right. um so 
since we talked about industries that will benefit, right. so uh, the obvious thing that everyone is talking about, the the ones that will actually suffer is yeah, it's broad based across all industries. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, the, there's a lot more focus on offices um coming back to work right. from home. I think offices in general will take a big hit because if you look at the landscape um, in in Malaysia, most of our offices are held up by are rented up by um, SMEs, small startups. Yeah. Um, usually, the big corporations already own the buildings that they currently operate in, so they don't really have huge lease um, obligations versus the small SMEs and startups that that rent that. Um, building everyone so i think um these rental offices especially the commercial areas the one in the shop lots um the offices upstairs are going to take a huge hit um, do you agree with that do you think that you know do, do you think that eventually they don't see the need of renting these offices they might just forfeit their deposit and start implementing a more you know, work from home kind of culture for the SMEs and the small businesses. Mm, yeah, I mean, that's a good point, man. Like, I think SMEs, I, I, I think usually SMEs, they just rent like a really small, um, small lease, right? Like they're nothing too big. They usually just get like a, like those, what you call that? Uh, those really small offices. Lah. So I think those, they still need the addresses and whatnot, right? But the big corporates, they might rethink, you know, I mean, now that everyone's kind of working from home, I think people are starting to realize that, hey, you know what? We don't actually need um, that many people on the ground. We don't need many people in the office. Like people can actually work from home. Like I could be working from uh, Thailand. I mean, it, like I've been working in Malaysia, but I covered the Thai market for like one and a half years. So I definitely know it can work. So when corporates, I think, start to realize that they can actually um you know, get their staff to work abroad, but not necessarily going to that country itself. So then there, there is a lesser need to rent a bigger office space. So you're right. I think rentals and offices might come down because uh, more corporates are going to realize that. Yeah. yeah. So I think even like the co-working oh, space yeah. is suffer. Oh, yeah. So in Malaysia, there's been a lot that's been springing up, right? Like in Oh, man, yeah. It was a trend like... Uh, was rising right a year and two years ago I think I just saw like a friend who co-owns one of those co-working space and he was like tweeting and saying oh this is a rough time for all of us because nobody is there right and they're still getting charged rent so I feel for those guys yeah so I think in in a nutshell for listeners to to understand I guess they better stay away from businesses that have huge fixed assets um, on, on their on their balance sheet. At the same time, any kind of obligations to do with um, fixed locations, so offices like places that have huge overheads, um, those businesses will really suffer at, in this environment. Yeah. But do, I mean, on a more positive note, do you think that actually it's a good thing that? more people start working from home. Mm. So I'm going to dive more into more of a culture question yeah. where I think that we were so, you know, blinded by this culture <laughs> of working this, you know, going to a fancy building. I, I mean, you you work in a fancy building, man, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I definitely think that those things were 
overplayed, yeah. those things were mm. overhyped. Because at the end of the day, I just need a decent internet connection, maybe one or two monitors, right. and a you know decent laptop, um, and and I'm good to go, lah. Right? I mean, unless I'm doing something that requires the uh, the company's system itself, internal system, then yeah, I, I may not be able to do right. it outside. But for all intended purposes, I think offices don't really have a purpose for us right now. It's it's just a place for people to meet physically for yeah. meetings. But I still think. Virtual meetings are actually more um, efficient. That's quite an interesting mm. view because I think that when you're virtually mm. connected, you have to make sure that you show up and make sure that you actually listen, and you know all these things are recorded, so you can always look, refer back to your meet virtual meetings after the yeah. meeting, so you can always remember the points that were raised. But if you were in a you know in a In a virtual, sorry, if you're in a physical building, you may not <laughs> what point, point. Yeah, that point, that point. Yeah lah. So I think these offices. I don't think it's just a, a blip right now. I think people are starting to realize. You know, why do we need this? Even when we finish going through this period of difficulty, Correct. right? Do you do you think that people some businesses may say that okay, let's just work from home. Everybody just work from home. Mm. I think okay. Honestly, culturally speaking, or like whether personally do I like it or not, I think I love it. Like working from home, I just feel a lot more productive. Um, and also getting more sleep, right? Because I don't have to go through all this traffic. And you're right, because there's a bit more accountability. Because when you're at home, you don't want to give the impression that you're not actually doing anything, right? So you actually end up doing even more. Like you're you're doing more stuff. So at the end of the day, you can report to your superiors. Can say I did this, 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 and that, and then after a week of doing that, I realized, hey, you know what? Actually, I think I did more work from home, and yeah. right, and it's and it's not a bad thing because um, you feel comfortable because you're in your own house. Uh, I mean, you pretty much have everything. You want to dress casual, you just dress casual, um, so you don't feel too. It's not that tight, lah. You know, like it, it doesn't feel that that constrained. But then again, I still think there is a need for um, to to be in an office because, especially for let's say lesser experienced people or more junior ones, because at the end of the day, you also still need to supervise them, right? Because imagine if one day we are at that level and we hire someone, and we're like, okay, you start working tomorrow, but from home, and but you have no idea what they're doing, like. You 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 gotta give gotta give them guidance in a way lah, and I think virtual is good, but there needs to be a, a balance of both worlds lah, like physical fifty, virtual fifty, you know something like that. And at the end of the day, I think that brings back to our point, right? Eventually, lesser and lesser people would want to rent big spaces in offices. As a result of that, yeah. So I think like for future employers, what they should do is oh yeah, half yeah. Half where You know, fifty percent is for home. Fifty percent is at the office. It's up to you whether you wanna go to mm-hmm. the office or not. Some flexible working yeah. environment. I think generally it improves the happiness of yeah. employees as well, and the the comfort of being able to work from home is very very yeah. real. You know, yeah. it's like I wake up, and brush my teeth, <laughs> and I meet <laughs> the shower, and I'm already at my right, I'm already right. logged in. Like you know, I'm already yeah. checking my emails and stuff. 
instead of you know the usual where you wake up and then you're like oh my mm. god it's late I need to get to my car and go through the jam. Actually, that adds like you know an hour oh, yeah, a day, which actually adds up, man. So it's like ten hours wasted. Exactly, I mean, work. Sure. So instead, this is like mm. fifteen minutes of you just washing up, and doing it. Right. So, okay, that's a very interesting point. Um, so let's move on to um outlook in life. You know, it's gonna be a bit more like uh, spiritual. Damn. All right, let's get there. Let's go there. <laughs> did this virus um change your outlook in life mm. so I, i'll just mm. give you an example mm. out of my example was i realized that all the material and um, social goals that we face mm. back in the day um, are all suddenly turning to become okay. irrelevant like in just a blink of an eye because i think i was You know, like like I said, like going to the office, going to fancy buildings, take you know, mm. making all this journey, even then being able to travel freely, you get the sense of there was some kind of peer pressure for you to also participate in that kind of progress. Uh, yeah. So you end up needing to spend more trying to you know socially show that you're doing well, mm. things like that. And when this virus hit, man, like nobody gives <laughs> a shit anymore. Everyone. <laughs> Wants to get enough paper and and you know enough groceries. We all became so, you know, for lack of a better word, yeah. caveman like. You know, everyone needs to. So it really changed my outlook by saying that okay, I don't need all these okay. special material stuff. I need to make sure that protect my family's right. health and my health, and that you know, just one small thing that changed. Is, is your similar or do you have anything? Oh, that's actually honestly that is probably the most sensible. Like answer I've ever heard about this man. Like, <laughs> for me, I'm just like I can't wait to get out again. You know, <laughs> yeah. don't, don't get me wrong. Like I yeah. do want to go out, but I guess I'm less materialistic mm-hmm. now. That's good. That makes yeah, sense. that's very good. Less, I I don't see the need of you know trying to work hard. Mm-hmm. And to get that mm-hmm. Rolex or whatever, right? Because mm-hmm. if this shit happens, how do we show off <laughs> Rolex anyway? Right. Like, you know, how do we show off our material go- um gains if mm-hmm. we can't even go out? So suddenly, I just question myself, lah. Whether, uh, you know, all this time I've been trying to save money, work hard, you know, get a good mm-hmm. job, etc. Uh, things were for the wrong reasons, ah. Uh, but instead, I should have. Been thinking that I I earn this money because I want to keep my family safe and have a good yeah. family life. So I know it's super super like uncle and old school, but I think I've reached that point in my life where things matter, yeah. You know, and and it's not to say that I don't want to go out and have fun. I still want to, but it's not going to be the top, wow. top of my list. Wow. I think it's a priority shift. I'm I'm really happy for you, man. <laughs> that, that that is good. That's good. That's good. I mean, I I don't actually have that kind of uh, realization yet. For me, I think it's still mm. Mm, more like I wouldn't want to take anything for granted anymore because, um, you know, initially I was still very like you know it it won't happen to me right can't happen to me because. I have strong antibodies or whatever. Or the friends that I hang out with are all, you know, relatively healthy. There's no way it'll happen to me. But then you see all these stories online, like people who thought the same way that I did, 
and they're all like going through like life-threatening situations and then you come to realize like well wait a minute actually this thing is much closer to me than i thought because it's i'm not just gonna infect myself if i do get it like it would be my family as well who, who's living with me so that does brings a certain perspective to me like not to take things for granted and don't take things like too lightly like just saying like oh i'm gonna go out i don't care like because uh, you know if it happens to me i'll recover but it's not like that because there's going to be a lot of people who will be in contact with me so um i learned to be a bit more responsible and you know i this one's a bit more how i say more trivial to your to what you said lah. but <laughs> i've started <laughs> no, yeah i think that's a very good point yeah it's about thinking about your extended yeah. network as well the yeah. people you mix with yeah. not just yourself so you become less selfish. Yeah, right? And I, I started picking up on reading, which is something I hated. So that's great, you know, <laughs> for self-development. Yeah. Yeah, just for for entertainment. Oh, man. Are you reading, man? This is like the most boring, <laughs> but, you know, educational book. It's The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham. Yeah, the one, the one that Warren Buffett vouched for, say it changed his life, blah, blah, blah. So I'm trying to change my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking that's a good segue into into you know um taking advantage yeah. of this situation so since we talked about you know um, mm. food delivery and um basically all the officers getting a hit moving forward do you think that there are any potential new businesses that may pop up after this situation Ooh. coming up, uh, this, this virus situation. Do you, do you see any potential new businesses, like something that our listeners could actually say that, huh, this that's something that, that actually could come out, out of this once this once this is done? Mm. Like, for example, I think stuff will just explode. Lah. Even after this virus cools down, I think, you know, people will still buy a lot of, you know, <laughs> tissues. Just because yeah. it was such yeah. a hard lesson to learn, right? But honestly, I didn't give a, give two hoots about <laughs> back in the day. I always it's the most disgusting thing because, like, trying to wash your hands without any water. Didn't believe yeah, me too, man. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm naive, I, but then it's the hottest commodity in the market, man. Yes, yeah. So, mm. any new business so I now you can think about okay. cleaning products. I mean, I'll try to think of something that I mean, the first thing that came to my mind is, um, you know, I watch a lot of YouTube, and you know, on YouTube, you get a lot of this like content creators who you know, all these people like either they, they play games or they go out traveling. Uh, go outdoors, like doing vlogs and stuff like that. And it's come to a point where these YouTubers, right, content creation at home is, I think people are going to get more creative. Like, like trying to figure out ways on how to monetize your contents from home. That would be very tricky. Like, I mean, if you can find something that people are interested with, I mean, nowadays we're all on Netflix and whatever, right? But, you know, if, if you can come up with like a sort of content where you can do from home um, and people would watch it, 
I think that's money making, man. If you can, if you can do, you can find something like that. Unfortunately, I know nothing of lah. I do know home workout videos though. I've been doing a lot. I've been doing a lot of home workout because you know gyms are closed. We kind of enjoy in the park, so people who are like out and about, right? So I play football quite often. I go to the gym uh, fairly often. So being deprived from that, mm. I needed like home workouts. So I I hated all these home workouts initially because it's like pure cardio, very little strength unless you use your body weight. You do like a handstand or whatever. But I'm starting to have a different perspective of home workout as well. So I think this home workout thing can be a thing. You like you can monetize it. Like maybe charge people like ten bucks per class and they do like a live video or something. Or not, right? Mm-hmm. So just content creation, lah. You know, things like that. Home searching, yeah. Kind of content. So like workout. Home workout video. Oh yeah, cooking or more? Why not, man? Because people pay, right, to go for all these baking classes and all that. So why not do it like live video? That yeah. cool. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I also want to ask on. You know, when we think about yeah. education in general, so we still associate education yeah. with a physical teacher, a physical yeah. presence. People still go to tuition yeah. plus school, plus you know, like other classes, like mm. like piano lessons or whatever. And it's very much physical. It's very much you know, you you need yeah. to be there to learn. But I think now with this virtual learning system right. that all the universities in the world are actually doing, um, it's actually gonna make mm. things a lot cheaper. I feel because you don't have to spend money on you know transport if you're a tuition teacher. You don't need to trans, uh, you know, transport yourself mm. to your students' houses and all that, and you don't need to go to you know school necessarily. You can give a lecture from your living room and. In your bedroom or whatever, and you know the content will still be relevant because you're you. It's just virtually um channel lah, but you will still be relevant. So, do you think that all these universities that charge ridiculous fees, you know, r- ridiculous tuition fees, do they are are they at risk at people suddenly realizing that oh my god, I I spend like so much money. And usually in a foreign currency, to just be physical with one teacher that technically can teach me from his own bedroom, and I can be in my own bedroom, yeah, and still do yeah. the same things, right? So it, this whole lecture theater, <laughs> this lecture hall thing, you know, is this overrated? Like, what do you think, or do you think people still need to be? Okay, so I've got, I've got two opinions on this. I think one, I do agree with you. Like, I think more and more people are gonna realize that as well because. I've got friends in Melbourne who's still in universities, and they're saying like now a lot of their classes are online because they're trying to minimize uh, this physical contact, right? So, I mean now, I mean online classes has uh, always been the thing, right? I mean you can actually do like your MBA online and all that. It's just that those universities that usually offers all these online classes, they're not usually the best, right? All those Ivy Leagues and whatnot. Usually you'd have to be. In those schools, but that might change, you know, because people might more people might realize that hey, why why don't we just do this? Um, we charge maybe two third less tuition fees, but we can bring in twice this number of students, you know, maybe maybe not. But for me, right, 
I think one of the best education I had was um, the the biggest thing I picked from education is the people I met actually. Like, because yeah, because we studied in 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 the UK, right? And we were alone. Um, we had no choice but to make friends, more and more friends that we usually would. And those guys who I knew from unis uh, up to today, like they were more important than the education itself. Like, I don't know how to put it, but like studies are studies, right? I mean, I did accounting and finance. I think me doing accounting and finance, Cardiff, there's probably not much as difference if I actually studied accounting and finance in some way, but it's the people I met. Like the British people that I um, played football with, the Malaysians friends I made, or I know some other Asians, European friends that I made, we're exchanging culture. You know, those kind of things like open your mind. And I don't, I feel like if we, if it's purely like video education, you won't be able to achieve that. <clears throat> yeah, I, I totally agree. That's a great point. Um, you're doing very well on the podcast, way, bro. Uh, <laughs> you are. <laughs> Man, I try to keep up, bro. I'm trying to keep up. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I, education should actually be quite sheltered um, from this situation because once this virus goes away, nothing can really take away the fact that you mix around with yeah, people that are from different nationalities different cultures and and i think for me personally i when i was yeah. in london studying economics i felt that all the stuff that i was learning i was going to be able to yeah learn, yeah like you said sunway <laughs> whatever i really felt that like <laughs> plus plus your british accent was so heavy i think i could understand only half in my first year man <laughs> yeah. horrible i could understand but yeah. But man, I would still do it all over again because of the because of the type of discussions you may have. And I had this bias like, back then, maybe some <laughs> inbred racism or whatever. But back then, oh, yeah. white people, you're not alone, man. I thought so too. I thought <laughs> everyone thought like, wow, they speak with a very nice accent, and then they they, they sound mm. so articulate and sound so smart. But mm. you sit in a room with them for a whole year. In a tutorial, you realize that <laughs> most of that accent is just, you know, just their accent. Like just it just coming off as smart, but they are they are. I I found that Asian content, like Asian way of speaking, Asian way of delivering, yep. their points were much more straight to the point. Like I got some Hong Kong, um, yeah. um, so Hong Kong classmates, right? And you know, Hong Kong, Hong Kong people they just speak <laughs> straight to the point. Some may call it rude, but for me, I appreciate it. Yeah, don't beat around the bush, right? No BS. Exactly. So that's when I realized uh, that, okay, maybe all these thoughts about the white people or all that are really, really smart. It's all just, um, you know, in our minds and maybe implanted in our Mm -hmm. brains since Mm -hmm. since we were young, but it's actually not that true. So yeah, I totally agree. You know, education is something that's, going to be sheltered relatively sheltered yes you can have virtual learning but it, you cannot provide yeah. that social interaction um, virtually so i think that's that's a good point so education is fine okay so let's talk about economy <clears throat> you know just trying to finish it off okay huge point about economy um so in malaysia as you know we've got some good 
um, new measures <coughs> by this new government. Uh, I'm un- I'm <laughs> very unfamiliar point of view, <laughs> but I think the fact that you did the five hundred ringgit um, withdrawal from your EPF, okay, so that gives some cash in your hand. Or yes, it's not right. fresh new money; it's technically your own savings. But it's it's money that you were not able to access before, and now you are. So it's still yep. so called fresh money in your pocket. Uh, and then I like the fact that they've done this moratorium mm. for six months for bank bank loans. So mortgage or higher purchase for your car are all going to be exempted. So I think there are some you know measures trying to help. Um, but I think one thing that a lot of people are not really talking about right now is that I think prices in general uh, may fall quite significantly once we recover. Um, just I, I just think because when like you like we talked about when people start yeah. realizing they don't need to rent a huge fancy office to operate when they realize that people don't have that much cash at hand uh, I think businesses will be willing to take a hit on their margins maybe not a hit but just take a smaller uh, sort of margin profit they are they are more willing to you know go for volume mm-hmm. rather than huge margins lah. So I think a lot of people are going to start reducing price. So if they want to sell their house, so you know, secondary market property may get really, really interesting where people will start selling their house maybe at maybe just 10% of appreciation versus before. Instead of double or what they bought, they are willing to sell it at a lower price and or maybe even like break even. So I, I think there's going to be a lot more beneficial things that are going to happen in terms of affordability and with all this cash um, help from the government and all these delays of loan commitments, I'm actually pretty positive that prices will come back down to um, very reasonable levels. So like if we think about the big bubbles in Malaysia, it's obviously the property bubble has always been there. Uh, we, we can't afford the same houses that our parents bought, right? our generation, right? So we, we can't seem to afford those high-priced um, assets that previous generations could buy at our age. So I think pri- um, housing may take a hit. Um, maybe developers, when you realize they cannot take a huge margin anymore, they have to reduce their prices. So I think overall, once we recover, um, prices start to rationalize back down. Lah. So I, I think that's something that's positive. But, yeah. you know, okay, so that's my point of view. Well, what do you think about the economy? Are we going to be facing you know it's going to be rough for the next few months for sure but you know what do you see a huge change in economic landscape do you see any comments about the government measures obviously um no one can <laughs> against you if you want to for me for my first episode I think I try to stay as diplomatic as possible <laughs> but but you know I mean, when you mentioned about the properties I, actually I completely agree I mean you and I the last one two years we've been talking about like buying property and stuff like that right I think those people who are not invested yet haven't bought a place are loan free relatively loan free actually this is going to be I think a good opportunity once you know, the pandemic is over. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. I think we are going to enter into a technical recession, not just Malaysia, I think globally. Um, I think definitely jobs will be lost. Um, I hope not at a very significant scale. 
because those um, measures that was implemented by the government, I think uh, even though I'm not entirely excited about it, I think it will benefit some people, actually not some, maybe quite a lot of people. That whole six months loan moratorium, I think that's going to help a lot of people, those who are going through trouble, those who are you know, forced to take non-paid leave, you know, even though they're getting subsidized a little bit, um, there are going to be people in trouble. So the government, I think they're doing the best they can to support those people. But for people who are interested to invest, who have cash, they've been saving up for years, I think this is going to be a good time because this is our first, in our, I think me and you, it's going to be our first financial crisis that we'll be facing. Um, we've heard, I mean, we've seen multiple Wall Street movies. I mean, I thought they talk about uh, how some people became rich from the financial crisis. You know, this can be a good time to invest. Uh, people who are, you know, interested to, you know, invest in the stock market, speak to your local brokers or speak to one of us. It's a good time to invest. Properties, maybe. I'm hoping for it, honestly, because I think there will be some people who went in a bit too early into properties, got a bit too excited, um, might have problems with paying off their loans, even despite the six-month loan uh, moratorium. I think the property market might also take a hit. Developers will feel less greedy, which is good for us. Um, but yeah, having said that, um, honestly, I think the worst is yet to come. Mm -hmm. you look, mm, yeah. Gonna be rough, man. I mean, you look at the US charts, it's rising like crazy, right? The, the corona cases. And all this while, US has always been a market that is a leading market. Like we wake up in the morning, we look at the Nasdaq, we look at Dow Jones. If it falls, usually the whole world will fall also. So with the rising cases that's happening in the US, um, it's not looking good. Lah. I mean, we all have to be prepared for it. But the good thing is, Malaysia has um, taken the initiative to be a leader rather than a laggard in uh, implementing all these lockdowns. So I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay. Less impacted. Yeah. Okay, got it. So just to finish off, do you have any um, advice or, you know, words of oh. wisdom to our <laughs> friends and listeners? I mean, stay home, guys. <laughs> what else can we do, right? I mean, like, I hate staying home like this this much as well, but it's going to be good for us. I mean, try to... I mean, everyone's been has been trying to impose that, right? I mean, our prime minister did. I think a lot of uh, athletes, social media influencers, celebrities are like all the social media telling people to stay at home because I think it's important to stay at home. Like, don't undermine how big this problem could be. Even though the mortality rate is like one percent or so, but you know, you wouldn't want to go through that kind of suffering. You don't want to take that kind of chances. So, just stay home, man. Stay home, guys. Thanks, man. That's a great answer. I am honored to be your first guest. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks for having me, bro. Thanks for having me. All right, bro. Thanks, man.